Hello, I'm Stephen Allen, and welcome to Stephen Allen Almost Daily. Back for another week. I know, we're all surprised that we're still doing this. Um, so do, I do a radio show that actually I managed to plug on telly recently. So, oof, imagine if there's more people listening. I might have to improve my game. Yeah, okay, I'll do the opposite of mention it next time on telly. Um, there are various stories in the news that we didn't cover because they're depressing and all about war. But elsewhere in the news, there are some other stories that for some reason, someone deems them worthy of taking up paper. And I, it's... It's the trees I feel sorry for in all of this. But either way, we had a look at them, we turned it into a radio show, and it came out like this. So the weekend's over and done with. How was your weekend? Big news for me on the weekend. I bought a new key fob for my car key because the old one I had, the little button came off, and I bought one for four quid. It's not the best story I've ever told, but it is nevertheless the most interesting thing that happened to me over the weekend. So let's focus on what's been in the news instead. On today's show, drones get a mention. There's a shortage of the day. The thing we're running out of might not be a bad thing. I don't know. We'll find out. Beers in the news. Oh, no, there's two shortages. All right. Two shortages of the day. Uh, Brummies are in the news, and I'll tell you why. Um, plus, what's this one? Oh, Tim Peake goes on about space. There's it. No. Tim Peake talks about space. Who would have thought? Um, Tim Peake's in the news, and Tim Peake has been going on about space, which I suppose you would, wouldn't you? If you had been to space, you'd drop it into a lot of conversations. Like, literally, I once went to Milton Keynes, and I bring it up every so often, so it's understandable. Um, astronaut Tim Peake loves watching space films, apparently. The 51-year-old Brit spent six months living in, in the International Space Station in 2015. He says his favourite movie of all time is Apollo 13. <sighs> it's a bit of jeopardy, isn't it? I'm not sure I'd do that. It's like watching an airplane disaster film in an airport. Um, so he loves watching films about space. I don't really understand, because for me, watching a film about space is pure escapism and fantasy and something that my life could never be like. Whereas, you've been to actual space, Tim. Why are you watching fake space? But then I once did a gig in the East End. This is years ago, and I just started doing stand-up. And I turned up there, and there was like three comedians who were going to be on. And the bar that it was in wouldn't let us start at the time that was advertised because they said they wouldn't turn off the TV where they showed EastEnders. And I did think to myself, if you live here, why do you watch EastEnders? It's not escapism. They probably thought it was a documentary. Probably thought it was CCTV. It's not really politics news, but it's, it's a law that's being brought in. Apparently no fly zones are to be brought in around prisons in England and Wales. Uh, this is to wipe out the use of drones dropping in, you know, the drugs and the other contrabands. And the drones, I imagine, is what they drop in as well sometimes when it goes wrong. This one shocks me that it's not been a thing before. Why were you allowed to fly drones near prisons? I will admit I'm probably not that much of a drone fan because I've never flown one. Maybe they are fun. But I was once up in Scotland and I can't remember which lock we were at. But it was so serene. It was around this time of year. So you got the nice kind of low sun. Yeah, it was crisp, but it looked beautiful. There was different colours of all the different leaves on the trees. The water was incredibly still. And there was that moment where you could hear some birdsong, but it was so peaceful. And then I heard... Drone comes into shot. And it was someone who'd just driven there just to fly a drone over a lock. What? Why? What? Why do you hate people that much? So, probably practicing for prisons, I imagine. Uh, people in lock-up, people in locks. It's an obvious place to do the training. I, I, I get it now. I'll take that back. There's a survey that's come out. 
and it says that apparently brummy blokes reckon that they are the best drivers in Britain. Pointless survey. No one really cares who thinks they're good. There's a a statistic I read a while ago was that 90% of drivers think they're above average, which statistically you can't be. You can't have 90% above average. But then at the same time, that stat is used to kind of make drivers feel terrible. 40% of drivers are over uh, average and think they are. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, that got confusing. Brummies think they're the best drivers. A survey found that 58% of motorists from Birmingham uh, think that they are the best behind the wheel. Look, they've got Spaghetti Junction. They do a lot of training. But I did wonder if, because they're called Brummies, Brum Brum, does it like subconsciously and subliminally get in there that they think they're best at driving because they are associated with the word Brum? In the same way that if you're from Essex... Do you think, well, do you know what? I probably won't finish the details on that one, but, uh, you know, good luck to you. I wanted to mention this survey. I know I read too many surveys in the news, but this one's a doozy. Bookworms are the best when it comes to making love. It's not how it phrases it here, but you know what we're talking about. The more books you've read, the better you are at making love. And the, well, it says the more partners you're likely to have had as well. Um, Folk asked to reveal... I don't want to go into the details. Here's what I was going to say about this. It's a surprising survey that if you are nerdy, if you read a lot of books, you are better at the amorous skills. But also, who does surveys? People who've studied statistical mathematics. So what this is also saying, people who've read a lot of books did a survey, and now they're telling us the people who read a lot of books are the best ones at love. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying it's probably not true. Um, Then again, do your own research. You know, pop down the library. You will be told to shush, but, you know, see what what happens. Spy chiefs are looking for more spies because we've got a shortage of spies. But they're looking for ones who are... They have a certain physical attribute that will make them good spies. And you think, what's that? Good-looking, muscular, able to be flexible and do backflips. None of that. They need spies who are short... It says here that they want them to be short enough to tail terrorists without being spotted. Security bosses have advertised for a 39 grand a year surveillance officer who won't stand out in the crowd. So if you're tall, you're not allowed to apply for it. As a member of the tall community, firstly, I actually don't care. I would pretend to feel discriminated against, but I don't want to be a spy. I spent my entire time trying to be recognised. The, and it's not gone well, has it, my career for that? But in this advert placed by MI5, it says that you have to be, uh, you've got to be basically short. And male candidates need to be six foot two or under. Females must be five foot ten or under. There is a risk that whilst they might not be spotted in a crowd, they won't be able to see through the crowd. How are they going to tell the person they can't spot? Also, now we know that all spies are short, the baddies are just going to put their secrets on high shelves. So, we've ruined it. This news story, it tickled me because apparently there's a shortage and we do our shortage of the day feature every so often. And in the past, in recent times, we've had a shortage of, I mean, it's always beer gets a mention and then a shortage of tomatoes or something, which was ruining tomato ketchup. Now there's a shortage of people who will dress up as Santa. Apparently, you know, for doing kids' visits... Um, Grotto bosses say there's a drought of Father Christmas is applying for the role. Obviously, we're not talking about the real one who exists and does the stuff. You know, just some shopping. Not the ones we go to, but elsewhere in the country, some people dress up as Santa. 
And the reason this tickled me is because I was taking my little lad, uh, my son who's 19 months now, I take him once a week to this music thing where toddlers sit around and clap, basically. And it's me and my son, and then the rest of it is just mums with their kids. Of course it is. That's what the world's like. So I'm just there surrounded by the leaders, and it is way less like that than you'd imagine. Um, And one of them was the woman who runs it. She was saying, oh, by the way, a little notice for this week. Normally, we do have someone who dresses up as Santa, um, but uh, he's not available this year. So we are looking for volunteers. And I mean, it was obvious, but it absolutely everyone in that room looked at me. I was like, oh, let's wonder if anyone else is going to volunteer. I am not going to volunteer, which is even trickier because I wouldn't volunteer for that anyway. I'd be no good at that kind of thing. This year, I've actually already got the belly. So it's even harder to say no to it. And yet somehow I will manage to say no, no, no. In what is almost entertainment news, Jean-Claude Van Damme says, and this is honestly written in the newspaper, he thought his nickname, The Muscles from Brussels, was named after the shellfish. I'm not even kidding. That seems like the kind of stupid joke I do. But that, no, he said he thought, well, they they grow nice muscles there, so that must be it. Uh, Which is just more evidence for why being hit in the head often is not good for you. Even if it's pretend being hit in the head in a film, turns out, does you in. That'll be your podcast pretty much done. There was one story that was rubbish that we didn't cover. Beer from Germany is our least favourite. I have no idea what I was, how I was going to turn that into radio. Big whoop. But this one, we definitely couldn't have broadcast. Uh, a one, no, an 11,400-year-old stone statue of a man clutching his privates has been found by archaeologists digging in Turkey. Um, so it's interesting to know that they were big fans of Michael Jackson even way back then. I think I probably couldn't have got away with that on radio for these days, two reasons. But um, we still play songs for some reason. Don't do a lot of Gary Glitter on the radio, and uh, you're not allowed to do a Savile impression. That is the problem with watching all of that, uh, the reckoning. It just You just want to do the impression through your everyday life, and you shouldn't. There we go. We've learned something today. Um, you are fully up to date. You can subscribe to this podcast and get more through the oncoming days. That's what they do, don't they? Days, they keep on coming. And we'll do it again. Uh, But until next time, thank you for listening to Stephen Allen Almost Daily.